there's over 100 cannabinoids in this cannabis plant. But what we know is that when we consume this plant and the better the whole plant way or the raw way of eating it, just like other plants and vegetables, it is the superfood of superfood. So our mission, one of our missions is just to teach people how to grow it in their backyard or in your closet or anywhere, especially because hemp is completely legal in the United States. And it's becoming more and more legal in other countries. And our mission is much more than the United States, but we certainly are here to educate the United States as well. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome, everybody, back to the Miracle Plant Podcast. Thanks for stopping in and sharing your time with us to learn more about this miracle plant that's been helping people's lives in extraordinary ways. Today, we have on my mom is coming back to help us out and give some insights as we talk about the miracle plant. And today's topic is going to be about growing hemp in your backyard. And uh, if we have some questions that, that come on as well, we're uh, recording live on Clubhouse. So if people want to come in and ask some Q&A uh, after we're done talking a little bit, more than welcome to do that. And uh, you can obviously find us on the Miracle Plant on Apple or Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. And we really appreciate the reviews out there because it helps others find us as well. So today I wanted to get kicked off on planting hemp in your backyard. I was actually planting hemp in my backyard this morning, <laughs> so I said that would be a fun topic to talk about, and that's one of our missions at 101hemp.org, is to teach people how to grow hemp in their backyard. Some of the questions are, is it legal to grow hemp, and this, that, and the other. Federally speaking, in the United States of America, it is 100% legal, as was clarified with the passing of the 2018 farm bill. So one of our missions is to teach people how to grow hemp in their backyard. And in fact, the first step starts with getting good hemp seeds. And uh, no, you can't go down to your local grocery store and grab those hemp seeds because they've likely been heated or roasted and they've lost the ability to grow. But there are places that you can get hemp seeds out there. You just want to make sure that you're getting organic certified CBD hemp seeds, if that's what you're after. And that's what we grow. So if you place an order with us, all you have to do is put in the notes that you are interested in getting some free hemp seeds. And we throw in a few to teach you and show, get you started with the right hemp seed. So the first thing you do when you are planting hemp seeds is you pick out those certified hemp seeds that you've either gotten from us or somewhere else and you put them in water. I like Fiji water, but you can use reverse osmosis water or natural springs water. And you can just put just a squirt of lemon in there because typically the pH levels in the water that we drink is around seven, seven and a half, 7.5 pH. And that's just monitoring how much acid or alkalinity is in the water. And the cannabis plant really likes the pH to be around 5.5 to 6.5. It's not a huge deal, but just always keep that pH number in mind and a little bit of lemon will bring that pH level down from just a little over seven, closer to that six is where you want to be. 
And so once you put those hemp seeds in a cup of water, whether it's six or 50, it depends how many you're getting to get the taproot to start to grow. You put them in that cup of water and put them in a cupboard is what I like to do. You want it in a cool, dark place and uh, let it sit there for a day or two and you can peek in on them. And once you start to see a little white taproot growing out of them, usually to about a half inch to an inch long, that um, seed has sprouted. And that's the good news. So next you want to do after you've done that is I like to use some tweezers and you can sterilize them with alcohol because it's you want to keep every a real sterile environment. And next you got to figure out what am I going to do with these seeds? And so you have basically two options is the way I look at it. You can either put them directly into organic soil, whether it's your ground or some a small potting plant of soil, like a, a container. That's one option. What I like to do is, it's just a little simpler for me and a little cleaner and easier, is I like to go to the nursery and get uh, rock wool. Uh, rock wool comes in sets of 100. They're these little cubes that are all stacked right next to each other. And they have little containers with little domes. And you can, the first thing you do, so let's talk about the rock wool. That's the one I like, and we can talk about the soil next too. So you get that rock wool from your local nursery or online, and it comes in a little case and a little tray, and it's got a little plastic tube or covering over it to keep all the moisture locked in. So the first thing you do is you're gonna, again, work on that pH level and get it down to around six. And all you need to do, again, is get a half a gallon to a gallon of good water and just put a decent little squeeze of lemon juice in there. There are pH strips and there are digital pH readers that I have, but again, you can play it by ear as well. It depends on the kind of person you are. And after you've got that pH around six, you're just going to water all of those rock wool cubes in your tray. And you can let them sit overnight or you can do it right away. Again, it just depends how eager you are. And so once you get the water on there, then you can also add like a little bit of either uh, B vitamin or you can add a little bit. It's a B1 vitamin helps get the roots going. And again, look for organic products and or you can leave it as is or you can use a, just a little bit of uh, plant fertilizer. I like an all organic all purpose G and B organics is my favorite that I use, but just a little bit of plant food in there. Uh, you don't have to do it, but that's what I recommend doing. So once you've gotten all hundred of those cubes nice and wet, you're gonna take that cup of hemp seeds that have the little taproot coming out of them. And then you're just gonna tap the, the, the seed, tap root down, so the white root down, just a little bit, just like barely below the level. And you can put them right next to each other for a hundred of them. I like to usually space mine out just to give them a little chance to grow, but it's up to you however you want to do it. And then you just put the little seeds, tap root, the white root down, and you fill up that little tray of rock wool with your six or 60 seeds or 100 seeds that have shown that little tap root. And that's the beginning. That's how you get started. Then you're going to want to take some spray and, and a spray bottle and spray the water on top of the plastic covering of your little tray with all your little rock wool and they sell all of it together. It's all really nice. And then you're gonna want to put it in a place that has indirect sunlight. And if it's in the winter months, then you're gonna wanna have some type of 
uh, light. Some people will buy a T5 light bulb, T5, and you're going to have it on the setter um, of light that you want to have at least 12 hours of light so the plants that grow in the vegetation state will grow big. And um, if it's like right now, you can actually just put them outside or in the window seal with indirect light and those little seeds will just start popping and growing. And uh, that's real easy. If it's in the winter months, then find a place that you can have some uh, light on there that they're getting about roughly 18 hours of light and then six hours of darkness is the ideal setting if you're gonna have some artificial light to make sure that when they grow in the vegetation stage, and that's the key. So that's the first steps um, to getting started. Once you've gotten to this point, the plants are starting on cruise control and the little seedlings gonna come out with two little leaves and then after that four little leaves and you've got yourself a seedling with this conversation i have my mom janet here and i didn't know if she had any questions or anyone in the audience has any questions before i go on about how starting this growing your hemp in your backyard how to do it and how it works so well good morning janet how are you this morning i'm doing great you know i always learn new things listening to your talks on how to grow the plant and like you always say, we get true freedom for using hemp if we can actually grow some ourselves besides saving a lot of money. I just wanted to know, so once you had the original seeds, how long did we leave them in the water before you put them in the rock wall? So again, it's usually a day or two. You'll start to see the little taproot come out of the seed. It can take a little longer than that, but no more than a day or two before the little uh, white taproot starts to grow out of the bottom of the seed. So that's really what you should be looking for and it's also a good point that you bring up about security food security you can eat the plant obviously you can live off the plant you can live off the seeds it's the best form of protein on this planet with all the amino acids and the omega-3-6 uh, perfect balance of three to one from omega-3 to omega-6 and you know it's real food security we've all got shook up in the last year or so with seeing how the food chain and the supply chain and how things are, if you can grow up, we should all be growing what's called gardens. And, you know, Victory Gardens are basically being reliant on your own food. And hemp is a source, is a supplement of food and supplement. And it's also something that can be made into gasoline, plastic, batteries, concrete. There's over 50,000 uses of hemp. So when you learn how to grow hemp, not only are you able to use it for medicinal or supplementation purposes or food, but many people in many countries, uh, we're going to be teaching how to grow that they can live off of the plant food-wise and have the most super food of all time that you can either just eat directly the flowers or you can gr crush the seeds and the grain and turn them into a protein powder. And it's just the absolute um, best thing on planet Earth to eat. I know a lot of you saw the movie Martian with Matt Damon and he was living off potatoes and it's true. You can live off potatoes. So if you can live off potatoes, let me tell you, you'll be doing a lot better if you were living off of eating hemp every day. That's for sure. That's the first stage of how to grow hemp in your backyard. And in the title, as it says there, leave the CBD, take the CBDA, the hemp plant, when we're growing it out of those little seedlings, the cannabinoid, when it's made is in the acid preform. So that's the way the plant makes it. That's what CBDA is. And briefly, our story was that we were looking for a solution for my son 
Janet's my mom, her grandson, to clear the fog from a severe autism diagnosis. And uh, we had made some progress with cleaning up his diet, his nutrition, his, his gut biome, making sure we took all the tests to see what foods he was allergic to and get a real a baseline of what was going on with his system because he had really high heavy metals. He had really high pesticides in his blood work. So we needed to detoxify his body and his body wasn't able to do it by itself. So we were looking for an answer to help with this autoimmune disease. And so we came across some research about these three little letters, CBD. We were very hopeful. We, as parents who are trying to help their child get healthy again, you are desperate and looking for answers. And we did our research. We tried some products that were in the marketplace back in 2015 or so. And we didn't get the results that we wanted, but it made too much sense to me if there was a, a natural plant constituent like CBD that was helping children with epilepsy and seizures, which is neurological, it just made too much sense. And there was too much logic to me. Why wouldn't it, couldn't it help with autism? I had no idea that it would. It was literally a wing and a prayer. And so once we tried the other products on the marketplace, I started to develop an understanding more of how the plant grew CBD. And then the epiphany came well, why are people heating, processing, denaturing, isolating the one part of the plant, CBD? Why aren't they consuming the entire plant in its whole form? Now, look, if you want to get high, if that's your jam, if that's what you like to do, you need to heat the plant. If you're growing a high THC cannabis plant, which in our country we call marijuana, that if you ate the marijuana plant raw, just like it was grown out of the, out of the ground, you wouldn't get high. So you literally have to put fire to it to turn the THCA, the acid form of THC that the cannabis plant makes, and it turns it into THC delta nine. And that is the only psychoactive part of the plant. So that made sense to me. Here's the thing, if you ever heard the story of why the mom, the daughter asked the mom, hey mom, why do you always cut off the end of the ham and serve it for Easter every, every year? I don't understand it. She goes, you know what? That's how my mom made it. And so she said, well, I'll go ask my mom. And then so that mom asked her mom, said, mom, why do you always cut off the end of the ham when you serve it for Easter? She goes, you know what? I don't know because that's how my mom made it. And so then the great grandma gets the question and says, great grandma, why do we serve the ham with the end cut off for Easter every year? And the great grandma says, oh, that's because the ham didn't fit in the pan that I had. So that's how the cycle went for THCA turning into THC Delta 9. The truth is, if you're looking to get healthy, you would eat the plant just like you would celery. We don't heat up our celery, but we juice our celery to get all of the nutrients, to get everything that the plant has in it. We juice our kale, right? We understand juicing. This is what led me to finding some research from Dr. William Courtney that was using raw cannabis juice to help treat patients with severe cancer, stage four, stage five cancer, and he was seeing amazing results. And that's when the light bulb really went off and said, I'm in Southern California. I know how to grow cannabis. I'm going to grow some high CBDA hemp cannabis for my son. And let's just see what happens. So one day we were at a pumpkin patch. We were just going out for a hay rack rides. It was holiday and all it was the you know halloween and so my son's 
running around and all of a sudden he's having a tantrum while the other, our daughter and aunts and uncles and grandparents are there. And he's under a bench and he's screaming and he's kicking and he's yelling and he's got his hands over his ears. And it's just this total meltdown. And it happens with children on the spectrum. They get overwhelmed with what's going on around them. So they cover their ears and they scream and they tantrum and it can be a meltdown can last two hours. Fortunately that morning we had made some cold pressed hemp oil that we had grown and I gave it to my wife, Molly. And I said, here, try this. And so she gave it to him orally in his mouth. And in her words, literally two minutes later, he snapped out of it and he did. So then he pounces up after two minutes and shakes it off and he goes out and he picks his pumpkin with his, his sister. And then after the aunt and the uncle and the grandparents come up and they're like, what was that? What did you give them? And that was, I said, Hey, that's the raw hemp CBDA oil that we made this morning. And that was our light bulb. That was our aha. That was like, oh my God, did you see that? And so with that, we started giving him lots and lots of fresh hemp, fresh hemp juice, fresh cold pressed, cold extracted CBDA whole plant oil. And he would get it in his morning juice along with his carrots and his celery and his apples and his oranges. And we'd squeeze all that in there. We use some really good probiotics from a company called Sunrider. And lo and behold, doing that on a consistent basis, eliminating the bad foods in the diets, he's no longer considered autistic. He's no longer on the spectrum. Once you take a test called the ATEC, A-T-E-C, the high score is 179, and then anything under 20 is considered neurotypical. And so he was the first child ever documented and recorded and released in a medical journal, uh, peer-reviewed, showing that with you know, nutrition and diet supplementation and lots of fresh, cold-extracted hemp CBDA oil to go from severe diagnosis to off the spectrum. So that was the answer to our prayers. That was the, this is unbelievable. There's nothing more in life we could have ever asked for. And uh, we set up a real simple website. I had an extra office suite that was vacant. I put up a, a, a sign and I said, at least this worked for us. We're gonna call it 101 CBD, just like the 101 highway out here in Ventura, California. And if any other families out there are looking for hope with autism, at least there'll be a website and there'll be an office where they can come and find us. And we will share our story and we will give them access to the same products that work for us and let them know that there is hope. And that's our way of our prayers being answered and paying it forward. So that was where we got started. Now, people started finding us for a lot of other reasons. And so first it was these people would come to us with severe rheumatoid arthritis and they had tried everything. And then all of a sudden it's working and it's helping them. And then it was neuropathy and then it was cancer. And then we were starting to hear and see these amazing stories from people that were using our products and their lives were literally changing in extraordinary ways. And that's when we decided, and I decided, and our family decided that we were going to go all in on really helping educate and heal the world about this miracle plant. Because what we had seen needed to be out there. And so we shut down all of our other businesses and everything else we were doing, and we went all in on 101cbd.org to really help people. Because look, what we're talking about here is a plant. It is a plant 
that you can grow right now. And today we're talking about how to grow hemp in your backyard. There's a lot of confusion about hemp. There's a lot of confusion about cannabis. There's a lot of confusion about CBD. Some of that confusion is on purpose. Back in 1937, they passed a Marijuana Tax Act to make it illegal to grow hemp in our country, as well as illegal to consume marijuana. When in fact, in 1936, doctors from the American Medical Association wrote 2.3 million prescriptions for cannabis oil to treat things like migraines. So part of the confusion, obviously, as we know, as we've been told all of these horrible things about this plant, that it's a gateway drug, that it is the devil's lettuce, that there is no medical benefits of it. It's just for stoners. All of these images just say no, that we have been campaigned. They, every research they've ever done, back to LaGuardia, back to the Nixon administration, every time they tried to disprove that there was medical benefits of this cannabis, they, all they ever did was prove that this plant could help our bodies find what's called homeostasis. And so with that, and the passing of the 2018 Farm Bill, things really started to get wild and crazy and everybody was looking for CBD. Now, here's the problem. There's people that are in this industry, that are in this space, that have had miracle stories like ours. And that's what we're doing here on the Miracle Plant Podcast today is talking about these stories so others can find out. And we're on this amazing platform of Clubhouse that allows us to just share our message and pay it forward, pass it forward, teach people today how to grow hemp in their backyard. So before I go on and continue our session on growing hemp in your backyard, Janet, did you have any questions or anything you wanted to interject on? Because I know you were overseeing helping Shay, our son, get his life uh, back that was uh, taken from him when he had that regressive, uh, severe off diagnosis. That's why I always have comments to make. No, it's good to understand the basic story of how we got where we are. And it's also basic, like the title of our topic today, too, along with growing, is the CBD versus CBDA. And that's another huge confusion out in the market right now. People are finally understanding the difference between hemp with the low uh, THC levels and then marijuana, and they're sold in separate facilities. But the biggest confusion now is how to know when you have a good CBD. There's a mass of products out there that you can choose from, and from your local gas station to your CVS to online or local uh, retail stores. And so it's very important to understand that beyond heating the raw CBDA, turning it into CBD, that is what you're going to find with the majority of products out there. And then we're rather unique in the whole CBD space because, as Jessica explained, we honor the plant and keep it raw. And when you don't heat it or decarboxylate it, then you have the CBDA. And it's just very important. Our message always every day is to help people understand the difference. And so the CBDA, uh, besides just your basic understanding, like raw juice is better for you than a juice box or Kool-Aid. Uh, raw spinach is better for you than if in the old days, I remember our moms would cook it for an hour and put vinegar on it. And I truly don't think there was much nutrition left. So just on a very basic level, most of us understand that raw produce and raw plants are better for us than overcooked ones. But the CBDA, once it is left alone, it has very strong properties that are not available in the heated CBD and one of our guiding lights in this industry is Dr. from Israel, who is a researcher who's been researching for over 60 years. 
He's the guy many people don't realize discovered. CBDA actually was the first cannabinoid he discovered. And then also then THC and CBD and CBG. And he has spent his lifetime working with universities across the world, researching and showing benefits of the CBD without people really picking it up and getting that word out there. But he came to California two years ago to tell us that after all of his years of research, the raw CBDA form was the most powerful and effective of all the cannabinoids, including CBD and THC. And that it, again, too, was just more beneficial. And research showed it was more beneficial in some studies, 10 to 100. And even one study on nausea, it was a thousand times more effective. And so it was very good for us to see our raw, holistic approach to health actually match the science. And again, too, it uh, confirmed that what we were doing was the right way to treat the plant. And I'll just really briefly, quickly go over some of the basic properties that you just need to understand that are in the plant. The CBDA goes beyond what we call our endocannabinoid system. And it's always hard for me to tell how, where people's levels of knowledge are. But that's just receptors for cannabis. And that's where the THC goes and that's where CBD goes. But the CBD um, actually goes to all the receptors in our body. It's a more highly uh, sophisticated type product. And so it does have much stronger benefits. And just real quickly, the most fascinating ones to me, it's a very strong anti-inflammatory. And it's not like when we take like ashwagandha or turmeric or whatever the latest herbs are. The, it's an anti-inflammatory because it balances our immune system, which is a always a mix between inflammation and anti-inflammation. So it literally controls inflammation level in our whole body. And it does the same thing through our endocrine system with its oxidant versus antioxidant properties. And so just again, you can try all kinds of herbs or whatever, but there's nothing like the CBDA that actually balances the entire system. And it, it balances all of our systems and overall it balances our entire body. And that's just not a property. I've been studying herbs and essential oils and all the different holistic approaches for several decades. And there just simply isn't anything that is so tuned to our body. Hemp has been part of our body's development. To me, they evolved together, if I can use that word. And that's why it's the only plant that we have receptors for. And then keeping in the raw CBDA moves it beyond uh, any other substance that we have. And so anyway, I could talk all day about this, but it's just really important when you're looking for a product to look for one, A, that's organic, because it not if it's not organic, it means it has Roundup and GMOs in it. And then look for the whole plant and raw. So anyway, I will turn it back over to Justin, but just keep in mind the raw plant and the CBDA is a very unique and again, two of the most powerful, the cannabinoids um, that we have. Thanks for adding that in there. And uh, it is quite an amazing just experience that we can pair this miracle story, this miracle plant, these incredible stories that we get access to and we get to hear all the time on a daily basis with the science. Because look, there's two types of people out there, right? There's people that literally, and most people, and we've been passing down information for generations through storytelling and through stories. So the story has the power and that it gets us to emotionally connect with, okay, this makes sense to me and this makes sense to my life. And I can see how I can connect those dots. But then there's also the people out there that are logical and they only understand point A connects to point B. And there's basically two types of people that are in those different realms. And so in this particular instance, you get both. You get to hear these incredible stories, how this cannabis plant has helped people 
in amazing ways. And the reason that it does is because it balances our body. It helps our body find homeostasis, right? Just like when you're a healthy seven-year-old and you get a cut on your arm and then the next day it's gone. Our body knows how to heal itself. It's just as we get older or as we come across toxins, things that happen in this much, much more toxic world that we live in, whether it's the water, the air, the soil, the pesticides, the GMOs, the sugar, the corn syrup, the processed foods. Look, the liver and the kidney are great organs, but they can only do so much. And so this plant helps talk through the endocannabinoid system that communicates because our own body makes these cannabinoids naturally. We know of 2-AG, which is the same chemical composure of, of CBD. And then there's also an andamine, which is the same or similar to THC. So we know our bodies literally make and receive these cannabinoids. And there's over a hundred cannabinoids in this cannabis plant. But what we know is that when we consume this plant and the better the whole plant way or the raw way of eating it, just like other plants and vegetables, it is the superfood of superfood. So our mission, one of our missions is just to teach people how to grow it in their backyard or in your closet or anywhere, especially because hemp is completely legal in the United States. And it's becoming more and more legal in other countries. And our mission is much more than the United States, but we certainly are here to educate the United States as well. If you look at my profile picture, if you pull to refresh, you can see that I have some little pots of little baby hemp plants that I was planting this morning. And that plastic is, I got it from Lowe's, uh, which they use recycled plastic from the ocean. And then I recycle those pots from time to time. Where we left off was the hemp growing part was we have our little seedling coming out of our rock wool or coming out of our little potted plant like you see there, or you can put it directly into your uh, garden in your backyard, directly into the soil. So once you start to see that plant come up, that's that little seedling there. And you need to keep a, an eye on how much light it's getting and that it's not getting too skinny or starting to fall over. And if that happens, it's okay. You can just grab a little stick or get something from the nursery and use one of those little old garbage ties like we used to have. They sell those at the nursery too, that you just wanna maybe make sure that the, the main stem coming up, the main stalk is not gonna fall over. Cause sometimes that happens if there's not enough light or things like that. And then there's the wind, especially if it's gonna be outside, which is what we're talking about today. So. From that, you're gonna watch that, that little seedling starts to grow and it's gonna to get to up to a foot or two feet tall. And then that little pot, as you see in my profile picture there, it's probably gonna be time to move it to a bigger, either directly put it into your organic soil um, that you have in your backyard or your little garden, or put it into a bigger grow bag is what I use. And those are anywhere from five to seven gallons. You can buy them online or at your nursery and they have little handles on each side and they're made of a cloth material. And you would fill that up with, again, organic certified soil. And then you would put it up about halfway full of soil and then take the plant from the little container there and then put that in the middle of the plant and then fill up you know, to about three quarters with that organic soil in that grow bag. And then make sure you give it a good watering. Again, we're looking for a pH level of around six and uh, you can get there pretty easily by just adding some of that. Again, my favorite fertilizer I like to use is a company called G and B Organics. And you just put a little bit in there in the beginning. You don't need too much as these, uh, as the plant gets bigger, you can put more and more in because it can use more and more of the nutrients. And then uh, you just water the, the soil there in the grow bag and 
now you've got yourself a plant that's growing in what's called vegetation stage. And so if you've grown it and it's outside in the spring, like right now, then you are going to hopefully get a plant that grows from anywhere from two, three, four, five, six feet. And sometime later in August or September, once the light really starts to switch back to closer to 12 hours of light, and usually it's more actually by 14 hours. Once it starts to slip below 12, 13, 14 hours of light, the plant realizes that its life cycle is now going to end. And so it needs to produce um, seeds. It needs to regenerate. It needs, it needs to keep the circle of life going because cannabis plants only grow once. They do not come back. So once that happens, the female plants will then turn into these beautiful flowers that we've seen in all these pictures. And the male plants, uh, a little earlier on, will start to generate seeds. Excuse me. They will start to generate little pods, little pollen pods. So what happens is those little pollen pods will, as they go first, once the female plant has turned into flower, so it's starting to look like these little beautiful flowers like we've seen with all the trichomes and whatnot, the male plants with these little pollen pods will open up and explode this pollen that it will shoot. And when this pollen hits the female flowers, those flowers will now become flower producing seeds. So the flowers will have seeds in them. So for those of us that would buy a bag of grass in college and they came with the seeds in them, those plants were sitting next to each other. A male plant had a pollen pod that shot onto the flowered plant and it started to produce seeds. So that's how you create seeds. So from that, so it depends on what you're doing in your backyard, right? So most of us are growing plants for the flower because the flower has the trichomes which has all of the cannabinoids in them right whether it's cbd or thc or cbg or cbc there's lots and lots of cannabinoids on there and depending upon your genetics that's what most people are looking for are cannabinoids so with that being said we're mostly looking for the female version of the flower and the, the flowers where all the cannabinoids are if we happen to get some males that are in there and we get some extra seeds and no big deal. It's a good thing. We can always have more seeds to grow for the next harvest or make into protein powder or just eat healthily, put on your salads or just pop them in your mouth. So that's the next stage of growing hemp in your backyard. Did you have anything to add there, Janet? So do people who are growing hemp have to know the difference between what a male plant looks like and a female plant? Again, it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So if you're just trying to grow female plants that create flowers, that create high cannabinoids like CBD, in our case here, then some people if it's who don't want any cross-pollinization, they don't want any seeds in their flowers because once the female flower starts to create seeds, it actually loses energy into creating cannabinoids because you can actually buy seeds that are basically feminized, which are pretty much all feminine. Uh, females. But if I get a male plant, then I always like to take the pollen and you can use a toothbrush or just clip off a little part of the flower that has the pollen on it from the male. And then you can just rub it directly onto the female flowers to get them to produce seeds. Because I don't mind seeds. I like seeds. I, I want to have more seeds because we need to pay it forward and give people free seeds. And like I said, you could just eat them. They're great to eat. Super, super healthy. It's the best protein. It's got all 21 amino acids and GLA in it and but again so that's it just depends what you're looking for uh, if you're just looking for females some people will, will cut the, the the male plants out uh, especially if you're on a large scale farm 
people will pull out the male plants. The male plants will have those little pods at the base of where the stem comes out of the stock. And you can just see that it looks different. It looks like little pods are coming out of there. So a lot of um, farmers that are going for high CBD production or high cannabinoid production will just cut the male plants out because they start to get a little more lanky, a little more tall. And you'll know um, that they don't want those around to turn any of the female producing cannabinoid plants into seed um, producing plants, which takes away from the higher production of the cannabinoids. That's where we are so far. So now we've got our plants in our backyard. They're growing beautifully. Let's say they're mostly female plants here that we have in our backyard and they are looking great. So now it's time to see when do we harvest our plant? So the the plant will start to, the, the leaves, the fan leaves will start to go from green to yellow. And when they go from green to yellow, and you can start looking at it, and usually the flowering, every cannabis variety is a little different, but it's about eight to 10 weeks. It'll turn from vegetation stage into the flowering stage, and you'll see the yellow flowers, and then it's time to, to harvest. So what I do if I'm growing in my backyard, when I see the leaves starting to turn yellow, is I will clip the flower, the bigger buds are, that are really mature and ready to go. And you'll also, if you really want to get technical, you can get like a, an eye, a jeweler's a loop uh, that you look at like diamonds and you can see the colors of the trichome on the plant and the plant will go from clear trichomes to milky trichomes some people like to pick the, the trichomes earlier and that seems to be more of that cerebral if you're going for thc people will actually pick the plants based on the trichomes because it has a lot more to do with the thc effect if you pick it earlier it's more cerebral more sativa if you will if you pick the, the plant later, it's more of a cloudy, milky um, look to the those little, you have to use a little glass to see it, a little uh, jeweler's glass to see it. They'll go from milky to even amber. And that's more of a uh, couch lock uh, indica experience for people. So a lot of people think, oh, I need to get sativa. It helps me with creativity and energy. And I need to get indica, which helps me with more of like pain and like kind of that couch lock vibe or whatever, or sleep at night. When in fact, a lot of it comes down to when the plant was picked and how, what color those trichomes were. As I digress back to hemp, I usually go for about 50% clear trichomes to milky trichomes is when I pick. And I'm looking at the color of the fan leaves going from green to yellow. So again, for me, since we juice our plant for our family every morning, I'm going to pick the mature buds that have the yellow fan leaves around them. And they just look ready to go and they smell great and they're sticky. And I'll clip the flower, maybe about three inches worth of flower, and we'll throw it into our Omega juicer along with carrots and celery and apples and oranges and kale and probiotics from uh, Sunrider. And we will juice that for the whole family uh, to drink. And uh, we just keep um, clipping them every morning as we need them. And uh, then at some point, if you've got too much and they're starting to get really mature, then all you need to do is clip all of the flowers and put them into a nice Ziploc bag and put them in your freezer and that flower will hold up for a year, two years, three years. And whenever you need to pull it out for juicing, you can just grab a, a little handful of it and throw it in your Omega juicer with your other juices and get all those benefits of all that CBDA and all that CBGA and all those cannabinoids and flavonoids and terpenoids and omega-3s and the superfood of superfoods um, into your body. So that all those superfoods and all those plant constituents, which is over 500 in this plant, can help our bodies find homeostasis, just like eating, eating, thinking, drinking water and sleeping, helping our bodies find that balance, that homeostasis, so our bodies 
can recover quicker. And if we're dealing with something, our bodies can help specifically deal with whatever those issues are. And in my son's case, it was with his severe uh, autism diagnosis. So that is a little bit about how to grow hemp in your backyard. Now, I know this is Clubhouse, and I know we are recording this for the Miracle Plant podcast. So you can subscribe. You can go over to Apple. Just look up Miracle Plant. You'll see a little picture of a plant on the farm. And we do this every week here on Saturday at 10 a.m. Janet, did you have anything to add? I just always like to summarize, again, the benefits of the CBDA. It's just not being heard out there yet. I feel like the little Horton hears a who little Sally yelling from her teeny tiny microphone and that no one's hearing yet that the CBDA, the raw, is much different than the CBD. So again, to just quickly, it's the strongest anti-inflammatory because it literally balances our body's inflammation levels throughout the body. It's the strongest antioxidant because it does the same thing. It balances the oxidation levels in our body. And as Justin mentioned, it has the homeostasis or balance properties that balance individual cells, individual systems, and our entire body. And then the most important one that we focused on working with people with like neurological issues, including autism and Alzheimer's, uh, MS and Parkinson's, migraines, all the things that are nerve related. It literally can heal nerves that are damaged. It's also called a neuroprotectant, especially if you have a disease like MS where nerves continue to get damaged, it can protect from further damage. And to me, the most amazing thing of all that I keep waiting for billboards to go up about, it can literally regenerate nerves. And that's, again, what we saw with my grandson, where he literally, after his regression, became nonverbal, IQ too low to measure, not with us at all, always overwhelmed by the whole world around him. So it literally, you could tell, it literally repaired. He said, by now, he's been in regular school for three years without any kind of intervention or any kind of labels. And you could even see when he could even go back to remembering uh, things before his regression, that it was literally his brain that had regenerated. And we see that regeneration too, like with Alzheimer's and all the other diseases that I mentioned. And so there's just really not anything out there in the research or anything that has those properties. And one final benefit of the CBDA, and again too, I'm assuming most people coming here have some basic understanding of the endocannabinoid system of receptors, but the CBDA goes beyond that into every receptor in our body, which makes it again, far more powerful than any of the other uh, cannabinoids. For the longest time, people thought in medical marijuana, what was working was the THC with all the benefits, but the research has very clearly shown it was CBD in the last two to three years. They're finally focusing on the raw CBDA. It literally matches a endocannabinoid or cannabinoid made by our bodies called 2-AG. And so it's considered a mimic or an analog of that. So that's why it can go into our body and our body knows exactly what to do with it. There's even neurologists saying that all of our Neurological diseases are because we don't have enough of the endocannabinoid 2-AG. And again, taking the raw CBDA literally goes in and meets that need in our body. So we're continuing to learn more every day as people continue to research the raw CBDA. So again, too, it's something I talk about all day, every day, because it's so unique and so important. After decades of working with people in health, I've never found anything so effective. And that's why we call it the miracle plant. We literally see miracles every day. So please explore more. And... Uh, Learn yourself more about the benefits of CBD. Perfect. Uh, before we wrap up, if anybody here on Clubhouse wants to learn more or try this miracle plant or plant seeds in your backyard, I encourage you to click on my profile and in my profile link on IG, if you go to my Instagram, click on that link, it'll say uh, free CBD oil. Click on that button there and uh, you just have to pay for postage, free plus shipping and uh, put in the notes 
that you want some free hemp seeds and we will send you some free hemp seeds. If you want to have a in-depth conversation with Janet, who is my, and is uh, was a school psychologist for many decades and a health and integrative coach and basically a healer who helped heal her husband off of uh, cancer. You can click on her profile and go to Instagram. And when you click on her Instagram profile link, it will take you to a place to sign up for a consultation for one-on-one -on -one for a loved one who has any severe or challenge with health and wants more information about our journey, about our understanding of this miracle plant, about the things that we did that helped our family and some of the stories that we hear. So be sure to do that as well. And that's, that's about all we have. I do want to thank everybody for stopping and saying hi and listening and learning. And just all we want people is to try the product, to grow the product, and just really excited that we have this platform clubhouse and podcasting the miracle plant that you can find there's many of other episodes that we have with people sharing their stories and incredible stories and uh, we will be here every saturday at 10 a.m pacific and thank you everybody for stopping in thank you dan for uh producing the the show and recording and all the wonderful things that you do and thank you janet for stopping in and sharing your wealth of knowledge did you have any final thoughts or anything in closing before we head out I'm always the last word. Again, thanks for mentioning. If you go to the link on the Instagram account to find the sign-up, I literally do half-hour Zoom calls so I can see you face-to-face -face and actually help with problems. And as Justin mentioned, I'm a developmental and educational or school psychologist. I also have been working with health for many decades. And I had to be, excuse me, I'm an integrative nutritionist now, but it was used to be called a holistic healer because I never could find a educational program that focused on the health and raw health and things I enjoyed. So I often will talk about that. I specialize in autism and can talk, discuss again the diet and CBD, but also behavior and appropriate educational placements and things like that. So I look forward to hearing anybody that has questions they didn't have time to uh, get answered today. So with that, everybody, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for being a part of the Miracle Plan podcast. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Janet. If you like what you've heard here, you can obviously go to the club above the little greenhouse and click to be a follower. We will be here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And you can also find us on the pod. Where, wherever you find your podcast, you can find Miracle Plant Podcast. And uh, until next week, everybody, thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening. And please take what you've learned here and either try some of our products or get some of our seeds or do your own research and find out for yourself the, the value and the amazingness of this miracle plan. So thanks, everybody. Until next week, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.